of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode three hundred and two. Jason Lingren is with me, and Mr. Derek Condit is back. Uh, you may recall he was with us in episode two hundred and forty. Primarily in episode two hundred and forty, we talked about bees, colony collapse disorder, and shungite. I think we're going to open here talking a little bit about orgone. Thing about orgone is there's there there. I know it is, but what I don't know is how valuable are some of the claims being made online and actually uh, the way the devices are being made. If you're claiming to create a frequency and you're just mishmashing things together and then encasing it in a plastic resin, is that really the best we could be doing? We'll talk about these things. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And an extremely frigid Louisiana morning it is. Yeah, I saw you guys got some unseasonable weather. We're wet and frozen up here. But anyhow, let's get in. I'm hoping we'll make it through without me having to stop here. Uh, welcome, Derek. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me back. Happy to be here. Hey, it's good to have you. And I'll remind everybody, you can find Derek at mysticalwares.net. Under every episode, there's less than a handful of places that I support that are providing one thing or another, mostly healthful or cannabis-related products. Uh, it's a little different in Derek's case. So mysticalwares.net, there is a linking image under every episode for your full. Anyhow, let's jump in, uh, Derek. Orgone uh, has been on my radar since probably sometime around 2000, maybe a little earlier. And then it became a big topic online. And some of the original people who are pointed at as the creators or the first experimenters where they came and then there came a whole slew of people who were gifting it, so-called gifting it. But what I noticed is they're encasing this in a plastic resin, and that has always bothered me. Um, so let's get into orgone. Is orgone real? Is orgone measurable? Is it a frequency? What is orgone? Sure. That's, those are all great questions, and I'm actually a big fan of orgone or orgone devices, um, so everything is frequency. I think we all know that we can start with a base point of that, knowing that everything between us and even us is a form of frequency. Um, and orgone is, well, scientists sometimes explain it. Think of um, what they'll say is the universe is 10% physical. And then the other 90 odd percent is feelings and emotions and imagination. It's energy and it is orgone. So that stuff between us, when we're sitting across from each other, whomever is maybe around you, um, that isn't just air. There's an energy there. And that's so just starting with that, we know it's called orgone. Um, and then there's actually a, another form of orgone called DOR, which is the dead orgone energy. So non-moving energy. But it is the energy of the universe that makes everything up. It's what we feel. So, And as you had mentioned, there are devices called um, orgone devices or orgone energy devices. And there's, they've been developed, and I'm sure you've done other shows on this by physicists um, many years ago out of many substances. And then you had mentioned one of them as far as, well, not one of them, but often they're made from an accumulation of resins. So what an orgone, orgone is the energy, of course, and then an orgone device is something we make here in the, what I'll just call it the 3D or reality to affect that energy. Now to affect that energy, it can do different things. It can be something that just moves it it can be quote programmable things like that if you tie in your um intentions and feelings again like i mentioned but orgone is that that living energy force that's all around us 
So the devices that um, scientists have figured out, one of the devices, the orgone energy devices, um, sometimes are made out of, um, as you'd mentioned before, resins and people, what, what they'll often take is layers. So if, if, for those that haven't seen an orgone device, many times they're shaped in pyramids or little round discs or different, different shapes. Um, but they're layers, and again, often of a plastic resin, which I would suggest against because this is an energy device. And the more natural materials, um, so think rocks, gems, herbs, believe it or not, plant-based materials, um, dirt, things like that, and even metals. Those are, um, now in the case of the metals, they are a refined um, product or item ingredient, but they are natural. So they're not a plastic so what it really is, is a layering of natural ingredients with metals. And what that does, the staggering or layering of these, um, we'll call them ingredients, what, it has a push and pull on these energy fields. So you don't necessarily just want to have, let's say, um, energy in a room. It would be best to have a positive energy from my perspective. So that's why you have to look at orgone from a larger perspective and not just think, say turning on an, an energy fan in the room and moving the energy around, you want to be aware that your, your feelings, your thoughts, your intentions, your, you know, that welling up sensation around your chest area, they call your heart chakra, that all matters and is part of these energy devices. So they're frequency devices. Your heart is a frequency device. It can generate 0.1 Hertz, which will help you heal yourself. So if you're making these, and I know we're all over the place on the orgone devices, but it all does tie in together. Um, and what I'm getting at here is your heart and your feelings, your intentions during the process of making these devices have a big effect on them. So kind of think of uh, making a new playlist and choosing the right songs for you. Well, when you play that pl playlist later, it makes a difference. It's going to be in alignment with you and have the songs you like. Well, I, I think the intention part of it's an important thing, and I've always equated it with mom's food. You know, part of the reason you love mom's food is it's, you know, you remember it uh, from when you were coming up. That's part of it. But the other part of it is she puts love in that food, doesn't she? And so when people say love is the most important ingredient, and I, I went through chef school, believe it or not, I, <laughs> I'm a trained chef. I never really used it. Uh, but to me, these things matter. Here's what I know to be correct about orgone. And while it proves there's observable things there to demonstrate something is going on that I guess we could call energy, it doesn't tell me all I want. So I got orgone devices way back in the day when I had gardens. I had these big rings. I was growing herbs and other things. We had this uh, crazy basil plant. Um, it's called African basil, Asian basil. It turns into a tree, basically, but it is a basil. It has these big spikes on top of it that permanently bloom they're usually purple or pink and we did that to cook the spaghetti sauce we made but we noticed the butterflies would come so i took the orgone devices because i'd seen claims online and the first thing i did is i put them like i'd have four or five basils or some other plant and i'd put it by one and what we observed is that it appeared that they grew a little bit better over time but what we knew noticed right away is more insects came to that particular spot where we'd placed the orgone. That was the first thing. The other thing is there was all these things online where people were claiming if you took a flash camera or a camera with a good flash and you put it outside at night and let it sit there for three or four days, uh, whether that matters or not, I don't know, but that's what I did. And then go take flash photography at night with all the lights out. And there are these light orbs all around the orgone. 
Um, and it's not all the time, but it's almost all the time. And I confirm there's something going on here. I even did controls where I took other things and placed them around the art and flash photography them. No little light balls. So clearly something was going on. But again, it always bothered me that the idea is they're taking these made by nature things, metals made by nature. Uh, well, most, mostly supposedly made, some of them are not seashells, other things. And then they encase it in this totally synthetic kind of plasticky resin stuff. And that bothers me for two reasons, because you're, you're supposedly generating all this positive energy from the natural things. And then it's coming or interacting with a completely synthetic thing, which has no meritorious value. And by the way, how many hundreds of thousands of years will have to go by before that resin disintegrates to release the shells and everything else that's been embedded? I don't know, but I'm guessing it's a hell of a long time. So there's about all I can offer about orgone. I don't know what a true beneficial use other than putting it in a garden. I recognize that it will attract bugs and probably the plants will grow better. I don't know if it's all plants. I know it works on basils and I think it was peppers we were growing at the time. So there, what, what can you add to all that? And that's just my observations. Oh no, fantastic. No, that's great. And, um, and I can add quite a bit. Um, so here at mystical Ware store, um, we have a what we call a make and take orgone energy device station where you actually come in and you can make your own orgone device. And but we use and I'm with you 100% on the resins and plastics. That's like getting the the best organic meal in the world and then eating it with a plastic spoon out of a plastic bag and that you even heat it up. Well, it's not going to work out very well and it's going to taste terrible and there's a lot of issues with that. So it definitely makes a difference on that because it is frequency. And that's resin I'm talking is a non-biocompatible frequency and frequency is everywhere. So I agree and I would not make a orgone device typically that has the resin in it. So there's different uses for orgone devices. It's an end, let's say again, device and your intentions matter. So I'll just kind of generalize here. Typically, I wouldn't use the resins. What we use is organic beeswax because, yes, there's a frequency to the plastic, and I'm with you. It's going to take a, a bajillion years for that thing to break down, and who knows how long, and it's going to continue to sit there and have that frequency. So what we've done is take taken glass, um, you can just small jars. Um, we get them from a local hobby shop, and I'm, I'm explaining this a little bit more in depth so others can do it at home if they're led to do such. Um, again, a way of avoiding the resins and plastics. I'll finish that first, and then I'll tell you a little bit more other uses for it, because you had mentioned the garden and whatnot, and there are so many other uses that um, they can be used for. But in essence, what we'll take is a glass container, and then you can fill it with a layer on the bottom of, we melt the beeswax in a small, um, just a little crock pot type deal, do a thin layer of that, and then just, you'll use your intuition, or we have a chart here, and you can do this again at home. What you're choosing are ingredients for an end result or energy recipe. Well, knowing starting from that standpoint, let's put it this way. Let's say I was, and we'll just talk about myself. Let's say, and I'm gonna make this up, I'm going in for surgery in a month for whatever reason, um, let's just say I have a tummy problem. So a digestive issue, and they're gonna go in there for, let's say it's more extreme than that, because you wouldn't go in for surgery for that. But I'm going for surgery for other issues. Well, knowing that, I'm gonna want my feelings and frequency to be aligned for that. And what I'm getting at here is 
these energy devices or orgone devices emit frequencies. So I would very be very careful on the ingredients or the items you choose to have in them. Or if you're buying one, be very selective of the ones you buy because they do emit a frequency. So let's say you're going in for that surgery and you have an inflammation issue, um, something like that. Well, turmeric, organic turmeric will actually have a huge effect on inflammation. Now you don't need to eat it, it's a frequency. You can integrate turmeric, just one example, and I would suggest adding black pepper to it. It actually boosts the bioavailability a thousand percent. Whole another radio show on that one, but I just wanted to add that in. So turmeric with black pepper or pepper in, again, adding that layer to your orgone device you're making, and it'll add on here, while just feeling happy. There's no secret meditation that needs to be done, no salt over your shoulder or something like that. Just being in a good frame of mind and feeling while you're doing this, because the organic beeswax and other, if you're choosing to do rocks and crystals and minerals, are programmable. Thoughts and feelings matter. So while you're doing that, add that layer of turmeric and black pepper. What that's going to do when you're done with this, and I'll expand in a moment, with this energy device, it is going to add the frequency of turmeric to your environment when you're around that device. So again, I said, oh, about a month out, I have a surgery coming, I have an inflammation issue. Let's say I have tummy cancer. And then something called turkey tail mushroom that I harvest from the mountains here locally is one of, I don't even know how many cures for cancer that are out there, but it's one of them. So knowing that, I would integrate turkey tail mushroom into another layer of my organ device. That will add that frequency. You need the frequency, the energy, not the item. Yes, we can actually eat and drink things and get the frequency out of them that way. It's not necessary. We're an energy being or an entity. So if we work from that understanding, we can have a larger effect on ourselves. Remember everything, our thoughts and feelings matter. So when we know that and have that understanding, it will um, expand that effect on yourself just because you know it. It's like knowing you're loved, you, well, that feeling expands. It feels better. It's not that somebody's giving you more love, but knowing that and coming from that, that spot will have an effect. So back to the energy device, the organ device, putting what in there and to the level of your understanding. So again, we'll go with the medical one again. The, um, and then you put a layer of metals, very fine particulates, which will have the effect of think repelling the orgone energy, the natural ingredients. So it, it's a, it's a push and pull effect between the two, which is also why remember we're frequency beings. It's a frequency device. So I'm with both of you on leaving out the plastics and because those are non-biocompatible, well, not just particles, but frequencies. The resins, the things like that. So I would leave those out as well. Um, but when you're done, in essence, that's why I said, you, and again, you can do this at home, but when they come in here and make these devices, we have probably 100 ingredients from different polished rocks to crystals to, again, mushrooms, natural herbs, each having its own effect in the 3D realm that you can take. So even things like cayenne peppers, I can go on and on for hours, but each of these are part of your overall recipe of what you're trying to you know, the result, the end result. Well, before we get Jason here, what, what are the, like, it used to be people would say, okay, you take seashells, sand, you need a, two kinds of metal, I think was popularly touted around. What are legitimately the most basic ingredients? And if there's more than one version, I think we've already laid down that intention needs to be understood as an important ingredient to making Oregon. But, uh, you know, typically I think you see people use seashells, uh, sand, crystals like quartz crystal 
And then usually it seemed like you'd see a lot of aluminum and copper. Um, and I had mixed feelings about some of the metals that I saw used too, just because of what I know about aluminum production. Um, but what would be the basic constituent parts? By the way, if you're adding mushrooms, are those desiccated or those dried mushrooms? Because if they're plump with water in them and brand new, won't they break down? Fantastic questions. Uh, going reverse. Yes, on the mushrooms. And they, I should have pointed that out. And I'll remember that. Yes, dried. So turkey tail mushrooms are just those kind of fan-like looking mushrooms for those that are curious. Kind of, They grow on dead logs and tree stumps and whatnot. So 100%, any organic material, and I don't care if it's a, an organic green tea, which is yet another one of our ingredients, or one of the dozen types of mushrooms, completely dry them out first. So you're going to want them, um, yeah, so dehydrate them. Uh, because they will do just that. Uh, and then as far as the, um, let me make sure I miss any points. Remind me if I do, please. Basic ingredients would be a oh, good, yeah. good place. Okay. Well, remember we're making a, um, so let's, well, so let's go with the cooking analogies. And unfortunately I am not trained, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but let's just say we're making a cake. Well, there's no set in, and I just said cake. I was, I was vague. So there's a whole lot of types of cakes of different types, angel food cake, German chocolate, lots of them. So different ingredients. So first you'd want to, again, figure out your intention. Do you want to affect the environment? There's some base ingredients for that, for grounding excess energies, but energy devices affect the individuals around them. So really we have to expand our understanding before we fall too much into that because it's, um, it's like turning on a radio saying, we'll go turn on the radio. Well, do you like country music or do you like disco or neither? So that's why the understanding really matters. Um, and then the ingredients. So base ingredients would be a substrate to hold the other ingredients starting from that together. And again, I would avoid the plastic resins and things like that. So or beeswax, organic beeswax, untreated work phenomenal. Um, they also have the pressure. So as they harden, just like a candle would, when, when you pour it into a glass, it's going to kind of shrink. So it's going to tighten up on itself, which will give that little pressure in there. So if you are led to put crystals in there, you'll get a piezoelectricity, a generating of continual energy from within the device if you're led to do such on that. So there are no set have to ingredients at all, um, but it's, it's very important to be aware of the ones you do choose. So the shells, those have a, um, and I, I'm not sure if you mentioned those with the, the little um, sparks um, shooting around with the device. Um, that you talked about earlier, but or the lights, but they will do that. So shells, wood, items like that have a, a grounding or you can call it earthing effect. So a moving of electrons. So that would be one I would incorporate as well. And then the only other half twos are, and I'll be specific here, the smaller particles, the better. And that's just defined. And that's actually was, I was taught that by a physicist, Dr. Richard Allen Miller. He lives nearby in, uh, in Oregon State. So we've chatted many times. We went over this. And long story short, the smaller pieces of metal, the better. And I'm with you again on the aluminum. I would never put aluminum, well, for that reason as well, the manufacturing process. But metal is programmable as well. It will hold a memory, not just water and not just any crystalline um, substrate like these wax. And they are all programmable. Um, and they'll hold a memory. Well, I'll give you a little add-on here. A water molecule will hold... If you had a drink of water, one of those, just pick out any drop of water, it's already passed through four other human beings in its, um, we'll just say, it's this span of time. That's just how it works out. Well, and it remembers all of that. So that's that's something for a whole other show as well. 
And so you can pull from that and knowing that, that, well, now, you know, it's a programmable item, like I think USB drive that will remember four four entities back. Well, that, that matters as well. So just be very aware of your ingredients. So that's the metals. Again, the refining process of, of aluminum is not good, harmful environment, not biocompatible to humans. And this is a frequency device. It's entering your entity, just like your music would matter. It's a frequency, not just sound. That's entering your environment. So even, yes, your music and orgone energy device matter um, on the ingredients. So that's why I'm not going too OCD, believe it or not, on the ingredients. It's it's more keep it natural, organic, no plastics, resins, nothing artificial if you can help it. And that's why we put them in glass containers. Little, um, oh, I don't know, they're about four ounces in size or so, but little corks you can put on top. But it's, again, it's a, it's a, you're choosing your playlist of songs on these energy devices. So choose the right ingredients. Um, and then if you're, let's say you want to, so we talked physical, but let's say you want to work on your chakras and you want to get your woohoo on, you want to become more intuitive, things like that, that we all are naturally, well, then you could work on the frequency of colors and maybe integrate some natural silicone sands or something with the, the hues of blues and purples to whatever your understanding would be as an individual. Because again, your intent matters. So there's there's lots of options on this recipe so, list. Let me pull this back. I, I think a lot of people listening will probably be thinking, okay, we're going new age, we're going woohoo, but I'll add another thing that made me realize that this there's something to this organ and it's no joke. There came a point when the chemtrailing got really bad all over the place. And I had taken a road trip all around the United States. I forget it was like eight or 10,000 miles. We went all the way up through the North, all the way to the East coast, all the way down through the South. We stopped to visit someone just to the South of Washington, DC. And it was the worst chemtrailing I'd ever seen in my life. But I already knew that because I've been corresponding with them. People had started to make what's called an Oregon cannon, where they were taking copper pipes, building the Oregon and sinking it in the ground. And the claim was that as it went into the ground over time, it charged and charged and charged. But here's what I saw firsthand, first from images before I got there. And then when I got there firsthand, and by the way, there was a point when the person who built the cannon said they touched the cannon and they almost passed out. They completely lost, almost literally fell out from just touching with a bare hand, the copper pipes of the cannon buried in the ground with the ore going under it. But here's what I saw firsthand. I first saw the pictures chemtrailing like you can't imagine. I mean, it is all day long, every day, every inch of sky you can see. It is insane what was going on just south of D.C. As a matter of fact, as we drove down from Rhode Island, uh, it got worse and worse and worse until we were in D.C., and I'd never seen anything like it. But these cannons would punch a round hole right through the chem cover, and it was literally most of the time like a little round hole. And when I first saw it in pictures, and by the way, I saw it from other people who I didn't know who were making these claims that they could disperse chemtrailing with orgone. And then there it was. I saw it firsthand. Uh, so first off, I knew the person. They said after the cannon had been in the ground for some period of time, they touched it with a bare hand and almost knocked them out. That was the first thing that kind of I went, whoa, there's something to this. The second thing is standing there looking straight above the cannon and seeing a perfectly round hole punched through chem cover oh yeah those are legit they're called cloud busters i've i've made them myself um we still do there's different ways um i know exactly the type you're talking about sometimes well i've got them actually i have one sitting right here next to me with about a three or four inch so inches not feet copper pipe coming out of it and then believe it or not what i've actually done is a little upgrade to it is 
Remember, intentions matter. So you can take a small note, write your intention. In my case, I like to write love on there and then roll that little guy up, put it within the copper pipe. So now think you've programmed your energy device, again, your etheric thumb drive, orgone energy drive, call it whatever you want. But a, it mo- does- a moto style. Oh, yeah. There you go. You're right. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, the moto cloud buster. There we go. Um, and it's a legit thing. I build them here and we have them little ones for your office, for your environment. But no, your friend that you're talking about, that's completely legit. And that's been done for wow, I don't even know, probably 70 years at least. And you can make them out of copper pipes. With, and there's different, again, recipes. So they made an energy, we'll just say cake, a, a really good one. But yeah, no, they're legit. They'll have an effect. Um, and they don't have to be large. You don't even have to have the device ultimately, because if you're, um, if you have the understanding, like, again, I like to call not abilities, but understandings, um, because they're within reach of all of us, you can have that same effect. So I climbed to mountaintops generate that heart energy field, that love energy, orgone energy, use your intentions to project it, and you accomplish the same thing. And we've all done this before. If you think of somebody remotely, let's say you have a significant other in another state and you're thinking about them and you're you're generating that welling up sensation around your heart, that love feeling. And all of a sudden you hear later on the day, well, I was thinking of you at the same time. How funny. That's not funny. Synchronicity. It's energy. We're connected. You can call it quantum entanglement. But it, again, your focus matters. So if you focus on the cloud, a love, positive energy, you're going to have an effect. And then the, those are the cloud busters. I forget what your friend called it, but, but that's in essence what they are, the, just a larger orgone device. Think of it more as a, um, an amplifier of your own intentions. Again, that's why it matters not to have aluminum and resins, especially if you're gifting these things out, because you know every ingredient makes a difference. I know salt and sugar look alike in the cooking world, but they have a huge different effect on the outcome. So that's it's, you know, being very cognizant of what you put in those makes a difference. Okay, so I'm getting ready to hand it to Jason. There was one more thing I wanted to add in. Uh, I forget the guy's name. It's slipping my mind, but there's one man back in time. I don't know whether it was the 50s or the 40s or the 30s, sometime back there. It's claimed that he was one of the people that brought this so-called technology back into usage and he was going out to farms i think if i remember correctly and making it rain with a big old orgon you know i don't like using the word gunner cannon but that's how people were referring it to the day i think it was on the back of a pickup truck or or he brought it on a pickup truck and built it on the ground and it is claimed that the secret police the fbi or whoever the hell came and busted him and took all his notes and took his devices that we're making rain. Are you familiar with these things? And do you recall the guy's name? You might. I don't think you're talking about Wilhelm Reich. I'm not sure, but he was a scientist. I, I am. I think okay. I am. I think you might. Yeah, I thought you might be. And yes, I've seen the um, uh, read and, and been taught lots about that and talked to actual, well, a physicist who used to run University of Washington's physics department. So big brain on this guy. So I had to, you know, he had to repeat things a few times for me, but no, when long, when all said and done, oh, it's legit. It has an effect. Um, I'm a real busy guy, but I take time in the day to make these devices myself and they have a, just a life-changing effect. If you go at them, right. They're not just a toy. They're not something to be taken lightly um, because you, again, you're, you're having an effect on those clouds up there. Well, that's not your personal cloud. That's everybody is sharing in that environment. So that's why I'm kind of, I am going a little OCD on this case of saying love, the feelings, the positive, things like that do make a difference, um, especially when you're making small personal ones and maybe you're gifting them out. 
So it's, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to it. And I'm very familiar with Dr. Wilhelm Reich. And then, yes, it expanded past there and that his initial ones were, oh, probably six foot long copper rods. Right. Actually, yeah. A tie into that, what's funny is here at Mystical Wear Store, I've built what's called a, oh, I don't, I don't really have a name for it yet, but we're going to call it a therapy chamber. It's a, a halo generator salt therapy cabin. I won't get into all that, but it has frequency therapy, light therapy. It's an orgone chamber because we've tiled the floor with Shungai tiles. We actually vaporize a pharmaceutical grade salt. So yes, you're sitting in a high salt environment, which has a massive effect on your energy body. Remember, we're energy beings. We're more of an energy body than a physical body. Um, so knowing that and being in those environments, and then we have things like 528 hertz pumping through there. And But long story short, it is an orgone chamber that's moving that energy. So when I um, instruct people before they go in there, I go, well, now here's your woohoo part of it. Your thoughts and feelings matter. Stay calm. Imagine yourself the way you want to be. So if it's a physical ailment, imagine it already gone. Not, not going away, not perpetual healing, but gone. And if it's a, a, a again, what I jokingly call woohoo, a chakra activation thing or, or be more intuitive, well, see yourself as such in this type of environment. And I'm talking around an orgone device, or in this case, an orgone chamber. And that's what you will align those energies to be. So there's there's lots of uses for these, not just little pretty um, colorful things on your desk, but again, whole chambers like the one I've built here. And it, it's all science. This has been documented. I have an actual device. It's I believe it's called an experimental energy meter. And they can be bottom line. They're a little pricey, but they'll actually read the orgone energy you'll have sensors you can there's what do they read um, what are they reading yeah and that's good so again we're having to be vague here we're saying orgone energy so it's picking up on changes in the invisible stuff that we're playing with now i'm going to be vague for a reason so we're going to have to give that a name call it orgone so this meter you can set down has a little um well just a little um what would you call it that little um dial that kind of flings left and right and has certain so there's it's, it's programmable. So there's lots of options on there, but it's really about just getting a response, and that can be anything. Are, this, are we, so, are we talking? Is this going to be more electromagnetic as an idea to be monitored, or no, more no, frequency? Nope. It, it it actually picks up on the organ. And I couldn't get into science because I'd have to bring up the. Uh, and it's actually a, a group of scientists and doctors that invented it and developed it. But it's reading on the inside, not not frequencies. It's orgone energy. So again, it's hard to talk about because we have a limited vocabulary and we're all expanding into this understanding together. So it's just one of those things, but it does not read any electrical fields. I can take a battery, um, get it near an outlet. It'll have no response whatsoever. Um, Open-ended meters, nothing. But I can sit there and again, focus myself and just look at it. And that little, and I'm, I'm not just looking at it. I'm, I'm generating a feeling, what I talked about earlier, that loving intent with my heart, positive energies and emotions, projecting it there, and the meter will move. It's not about me, though, but that was just for me to show that it can happen. And then I would move it near the orgone devices, a non-moving thing, nothing in. There's no um, electrons. Electrons are a 3D version of energy. So there's no electrons bouncing around in there of any degree. So no reading on any of these ingredients separately. Add them together, and it's going to move the energy. Just It's the energy you would feel. For those listening, just think that welling up sensation around your chest. Do you really have a name for that? And I think most people know what I'm talking about. And if it kind of gets too much energy there, you maybe hit a tear up point. 
and they'll, they'll sometimes call you an empath when you're able to generate that feeling. But I think most of us know what I'm talking about to one degree. And there's not really a name, but that feeling, that energy movement is orgone. And that's what it picks up on. So yes, this experimental energy device, I'm trying to get the name exactly right. You can pick up and it just, you can put it near these devices and it will move the little needle um, showing you, you have an effect. I've used it on Reiki masters, think energy workers. Um, and I'm trained in this myself, but it's the invisible energies um, and it, it will have an effect. So it's more of a giving you a perspective in the 3D to see something change. And then you go from there. So Jason, I want to get, uh, as, I, as we were sitting here, um, I realized that I'd forgotten one thing I wanted. I want to bring up the killer bees nonsense. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I accept it as nonsense. I don't know if I'm correct. Hornets, bees, whatever. It's something new every week. Yeah, exactly. Murder hornets. That's a, that's a classic. Do you want to get anything more in on Oregon, Jason, or can I do killer bees? No, let's do the buzz buzz. All right. So check it out. In San Diego, there was a year. I don't remember. It was in the early 2000s when the bees were just making new hives. And by the way, there were times when we would go outside and bees would be dead all over the ground. And we equated that we noticed there was a lot of chemtrailing, whether or not that was the cause. But I mean, literally you would walk out and the, the place would just be littered with bee bodies. And so a couple things happened that year that got me going on bees. The first thing was, is one day I went out to the front of my house to get in my car and the next door neighbors got a hose on all these bees on a tree. And I'm like, dude, knock it off. They're, they're only going to be there for an hour or two. They're looking for a new place to be. And so I had to argue and cajole. And finally I told them, you know, leave them alone. And they did. And they moved on because I knew enough about bees to know that they're not moving in there. I mean, if they're getting into your house, that's one thing. But when they're on a tree, it's pretty clear they're, they're going to find a place. So in the news, they start talking about the killer bees again. And the more I hear what they're saying about the killer bees, the more I'm not accepting it, the more I can hear the poppycock and I can smell to the core of my being that they are lying. So we go on a hike out in East County in Hamul. And by chance, again, in this big oak tree, all these bees are glommed on to a branch, a whole big wad of bees. I mean, like massive, like almost big enough that I could barely get my arms around it. And I got my oldest nephew with me. And so I'm thinking of the killer bees and I'm thinking, you know, we walked all the way up here and there were bees around, but we didn't know until we got up by the tree that there was a, a massive amount of bees looking for a new place to make a hive. So I had my young nephew and I had to tell him to bail way the hell down the road because I wanted to go down by the bees and see if there was any reaction at all. And I had a white shirt on. So I took my shirt off because I had seen that lighter colors attract bees. And then I'm thinking, well, I got a bare chest here. Maybe it's not the best idea, but just a very short distance, there was a very muddy river bottom. So I knew if the going got rough, I could make it to the water and cover myself with mud. So I went down there and they didn't even care. I even put my hands up to the wad till I could feel the vibration of all their wings and everything. And from that, that day to this, because they were saying there were killer bees all over it, I haven't accepted. So what's your point of view? Do killer bees exist? <laughs> you know, that's, that's great. Um, yeah. And I've seen that happen too many times or I've heard about it. The, the hosing of a swarm that is doing. Yeah. You, so yes, there, uh, the hornets, I mean, I mean, they exist there. It's definitely being blown out of proportion immensely. I mean, bees and hornets have always been quote enemies and I can just uh, really any hornet. And uh, yes, they're trying to um, exacerbate 
the situation as far as the hornets. Because again, there's hornets and wasps everywhere anyway. And yes, they're meat eaters. And they're mean. They're generally bad attitude. Huh? Hornets yeah. and wasps in the first place. And by the way, those ones in Japan, I'm aware of those too. And people do get hurt by those giant things. But back to the point, do killer bees exist? Honeybees. Yeah. No, not not killer honeybees. No. And that's why they didn't attack you when you were standing there. So you could have actually reached up and probably grabbed a fistful of the bees. And as long as you didn't focus down on one bee and actually start harming it, you wouldn't have been stung. And I've done this, I don't know how many times, and my son catching these swarms to rehome them in a new hive, we just grab it, shake the bee ball, it's called. And yes, you're going to get thousands of bees all over your head and hands, and we don't do it with suits or anything. We don't get stung. They don't want to sting you. They know. So when a bee stings you, of course, they're going to die. Unlike a hornet or wasp, they can multi-sting. So they don't want to sting, and they're not, they're just what you're saying, they're just rehoming themselves. Um, it's a swarm. Um, they call it different things. A supersedure. Uh, that that bee ball I was talking about that was in the tree. Um, Look, looking for a new home, right? That's exactly what it was. There was a one or up to six queen bees in the middle of that ball, probably about the size of a basketball. But you never know; they can get larger, a little smaller. No, it was big. It was bigger oh, yeah. than it was bigger than four or five baskets. It was out okay. in the wild on an oak tree. That makes sense. Wild, not from a hive. Okay. Typically from a beehive. So some beekeepers, apiary yard or something about a basketball size. Cause there's about 50,000 bees in a hive and half will leave and split, follow the queen. They're following her pheromones. And then what's going on is while she's sitting there chilling out, the other scout bees are flying around, probably looking under the eaves of your house in different areas for a more permanent home while they're resting there's what's going on then they'll come back work them and that little bee ball for you two it might be really interesting is a toroidal field those it's not a ball those bees are rotating in a toroid think donut shape with a hole in it um in and out rotating and they do that in the hive as well around the brood it's a continual torus shape of movement of the bees um from the outside in wow. yeah so that's actually happening i know it's hard to perceive but if you slow down look at there are ways of seeing it um but that's what's going on. There's a whole energy thing behind that. They're not just randomly doing it, of course. And I know you both know that. Um, but I wanted to actually mention a little bit, too, when you had mentioned you'd walked outside somewhere, and it doesn't matter where, because um, pick your place on the planet now, and you found hundreds or thousands of dead bees from this out and the other. Well, it does tie into the chemtrails. We've already said it a few times during the show. Everything's frequency. Bees, not just bees, butterflies, birds, fish, all navigate with frequency. We can call them ley lines, energy lines. It's a frequency. And the chemtrails, often filled with metal particulates, yes, often aluminum, strontium, all kinds of goodies in there, um, non-biocompatible, so not, not beneficial in any way to humans or any life form. That's just my perspective. With that, turn on the 5G. You now have a active antenna atmosphere and those entities, bees, birds, butterflies, all that, and the water, so it ties into fish, are being disruptive and harmed. And depending where you're at, sometimes being cooked because 5G is a actual frequency. Well, believe it or not, the, um, and I'm training on it's a device called an oscilloscope. So you can see sine waves and just different frequency waves that are in the environment. And 5G waveforms are such that they are aligned with the pores on human skin exactly. I don't think that's a mistake. I don't think it's random. So what I'm telling you is that when you're being tapped by a frequency, 5G and others, you're being hit on the, remember, crystalline water, pores, sweat, all programmable, entrance into your, your energy field or biome, your energy body, 
Well, you're an antenna, long story short is what I'm telling you. That frequency is tuned to your bio antenna and it will affect you. <clears throat> so I would suggest all of us, you know, work from the inside out. And again, a whole nother radio show on this one, but you're both very familiar, you know, watch your diet, what you eat, keep the metal out. Don't drink out of metal containers. You don't want to get additional metal into your glandular system, which is why many of us have, and a whole other topic here again, heavy metal toxicity poisoning. And that's where things like zeolite clay and bentonite clays, and we even use them in organ devices, the clays. So they're detoxing. There's crystals you can buy, apothalite crystals, and we sell them in the store that you can have near your bed at night, and it will detox your energy body, which will in turn affect your physical body. That's just how it works. So they all tie in together, and on the, the dead bees, they were basically being cooked in, in long story short. And it's oh, happened we, all we, over the place. We, we noticed that when the chemtrail was heavy, but you know, it's one thing to notice that. It's another thing to prove that there's a one-to-one -one relationship, but we were pretty convinced there was. But here's the thing. When I realized, because everything had changed, the way I think, the way I hear, the way I sense had changed by then, and I knew to myself that the killer bees was a made-up story, that got me going because what kind of a monstrous mind makes bees the enemy in the minds of so many because we owe so much of our food production? And then what kind of a mind, if there truly is a relationship between chemtrailing and, and all those dead bees we used to see, uh, goes for that? That is a direct attack on one of the most, I don't know, important life forms in the lives of human beings in terms of food production. It's almost like, Someone in the world understands you can take a species to the brink, and then if you back off, they'll recover or something. Because you've got to imagine no one would want to lose these things forever. But at the same time, in millions of minds, they're going on the news telling you there's this enemy called bees. And what do you think is going to be the result? Well, the result is going to be my neighbor out there with a high-pressure hose blasting a new colony trying to form when we're already short on bees. And that's really what got me to start looking closer because the logic behind doing a thing like that just uncovers the kind of monstrous nature of a mind that would go that way. But Jason, you want to get in here? Well, I want to talk more about bees, do a quick review on uh, what we did last time, just to point out how incredibly important bees are to everything. And I don't know if you happen to know if there's any further effects of all the electromagnetic radiation being pumped out into our environment. We haven't spoken to you in a couple months. They're constantly putting up new towers. Anything you see that's changed, hopefully not for the worse, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we do have. So I monitor what, what we call the shungite beehives. Um, so we have, you know, we use the mineral shungite with the bees, and we talked about that in the last show. So there are shungite beehive um, collections or apiaries all across the planet now. And I do get updates on those and, and give feedback and input on them and hear about the results and get photos. So the results that we're seeing are, there's no doubt about frequency having an effect, cell towers having a massive effect. Um, even the high tension power lines have a huge effect. We have hives here locally that the person just only has that property. That's all they have to put it under the beehives under. So we're talking the high tension power lines. Um, and then we put some nearby a little bit distance away. So we're doing different small scale experiments like that. And they're all coming around to absolutely have an effect on the bees, the frequencies, the 5G, the new um, lights. So even I'm seeing them on the highway more and more. So I do a lot of traveling on the L West LEDs, Coast. you mean? There we go. The LEDs. And I'm talking about what I was, was going to say was the even the ones on the highway, because I drive back. I'm in Washington State. 
And then I drive to Arizona quite often, probably half a dozen times a year. So the whole span of the West Coast of the US and what they're installing are these brand new, and I spotted it a couple of years ago, we'll call them street lamps on Interstate 5. And of course, they're in places where there'd be no use for these lamps whatsoever. But on top, there's a little trans receiver of the, on the light. And so I'm, I don't want to go too woo here, but I'm actually an individual that can perceive frequencies and they call it lots of different things. So I can actually not just perceive them, but feel them and have an effect on them. So I was triggered to these just by driving under them one night. I started feeling, I would just call it a static blanket, like laid on the top of my head. Uh, it would feel like it was on your energy body. Um, and I'm like, what in the heck was this? And then long story short, I, I passed under, looked up and like, are you kidding me? What? And this was when 5G was really just starting to be known and rolling out. And I wasn't that familiar with it, but I knew they were zapping me with something. So I thought, what in the heck was going on? And so lots of more more research looking at it. These, these lights keep popping up and they are the brand new LED ones with, again, trans receivers. So transmitters and receivers on top of them, they're all talking. And I don't know what they're maybe doing in addition to that, but bees travel up to seven miles from their hives and up and down Interstate 5 corridor are where the almond field, and I'm, I'm in touch with the actual almond growers themselves. We've got Shungai beehives down there, all up to mainly California, let's say. And they're having an effect on the bees, these frequencies, very harmful effect. So with the addition of these lights, which are now not just a light, and yes, the LED portion of it, the light emitting diode part is a frequency as well, not, not beneficial to the bees, but it's the add-on frequency. I think they're turning them into little towers is what I'm kind of you know, alluding to here because they are sending and receiving. I know that for sure. And because when I was mentioning the bees seven miles from their hive and the almond fields, well, that's where the hives are. They're along that interstate corridor because it's, you know, it's easily accessible. And that's where the, the fields are. Think orchards of oranges and whatnot. Um, and they'll have just thousands of beehives they'll place at certain times of the year through these crops for pollination, of course. And what they're finding is these hives are not lasting as many. And again, I'm talking to the actual beekeepers, the owners of these that aren't tied into the crops. They're just the um, the pollinating company. So we started talking to them about getting them Shungite and getting it on the hives to have an effect because Shungite does have an effect on frequencies and energy. But no, so those street lights alone could have an effect on um, because they're not just street lights, but your, uh, your substations, your... Um, uh, we'll call them power substations. I'm sure there's another name, but the ones you will see off the sides of the road where just your power lines are coming into, um, those are harmful for bees. We've had apiaries around there where the percentages will maybe a third of the expansion of the bees compared to you know the relative bees nearby. So frequencies absolutely have an effect on bees. Is, is there any truth that the orgone device is like, I know, so just to catch everyone up, episode 240, we had Derek on, he talked about colony collapse and how he realized that shungite would help reverse colony collapse disorder. Everyone's heard about it from the fake news. So how much good information you've heard remains to be proven. Point is, there are people who will claim that the orgone devices, like they used to go out and say they were gifting the world and they would throw all these orgone devices at the base of these big cell towers and other things. So my question to you is, have you tried to protect the bees by placing orgone around them? Or is that even a realistic view? Okay, well, I guess I'm going to get to talk about a new exciting project I've been working on and developed. As far as I can tell them first to do it, but I want to get that info out. What we're going to do and what I'm developing is an orgone beehive. Turn the entire beehive, bees included, into a 
self so bees and a cat's purr yes a feline a cat's purr generates that 0.1 hertz that humans can with their heart a healing frequency so that's just a frequency that will heal bees can do this again a cat's purr can do this you can actually get from your doctor a medical device by prescription only mind you that will put a frequency onto you let's say you had a broken bone and you'll heal about 400 times faster you won't hear anything you just lay it on the top of your leg if your leg's broken and you're going to heal 400 times faster and they're going to limit your uses and make sure they get that device back. So that's just a little tidbit of information on there. But again, knowing that it's all frequency, well, we're going to build the beehive. They're wooden boxes for those that don't know. They're called, so those white boxes you may see out in the field are called a Langstroth beehive. They're what's typical here in the U.S. There's lots of types, but that's the average. Um, and they're just a couple feet long by maybe a foot and a half wide. And they just stack up, but solid wood. So what we do is I'm going to layer with a organic cotton material. Again, orgone is a layering of organic and inorganic materials, hopefully biocompatible ones. Again, not resins and things like that. So I'm not wrapping with aluminum foil. And then, but copper is a, a movement of energy. So tying it back to, I know I'm all over the place, but back to Wilhelm Reitz, he did find out that copper was a great mover of orgone energy, which is why in those cloud busters we talked about, they were copper rods. And you can do the same thing with think sheet copper and use it in different devices or ways. But in essence, taking the um, beehive, layering on the outside, again, with these organic, the, the woods, the copper metals, the, um, uh, the cotton and whatnot, moves that energy that the bees are generating the frequency inside and will kind of blast it. So it's kind of like a microphone. So turning the beehive into an orgone device and then actually answering your question now, I have made orgone devices and placed them under beehives. So often beehives are up on cinder blocks. You don't want them directly on the ground. It's too easy for the little ants, the bugs, the critters to walk in there. And that's just more work for the bees. So you really want them off the ground a little bit. So now you've got a gap. You can imagine that little space under there. So I've made different, sometimes beeswax or going devices. If you do that though, they like to reclaim the beeswax. They'll actually land on it, take it up, bring it right back in their hive. Um, so you have to put a little lid on there. Just, so for those that are going to try that. And what we did was we had a sick hive. So we had two hives. This was probably two years ago. A hive that was, you would call collapsing. It had a, a fungus sickness in it because we're in a moist environment up here in the Northwest and it happens. So the bees were getting overwhelmed. So we decided to boost their loving energy and put the orgone device under it. And the bees didn't stop working for two or three days. They didn't even go to sleep. They kept moving. And I had the same effect, you guys, from um, here at Mystical Wear Store, we have some copper pyramids that I'll occasionally sleep in. And let's just say phenomenal healing happens, personal healing, self-healing, you heal yourself. When you're in that high energy moving environment and a beehive is similar with orgone under it, you're moving the orgone energy. So basically they had healed themselves. Long story short, the cap colony healed itself, survived just fine, removed any of the bad um, fungus and or encapsulated it in something called propolis, which they'll do with invaders as well. We may have talked about that. Just kind of seal it up if they can't remove it. And then regenerated the colony, made a new queen bee. The colony saved itself. And that's hey. what happened with Orgone. Uh -huh. Okay, so I was going to say, based on Orgone, but we're, we're coming to the top of the hour, so we're getting ready to wrap up here. I keep my eye on Japan. In a lot of ways, to me, Japan feels like a canary in the coal mine. In the current world, they have almost undeniable collapse of birth rate that's gone on all over they have all these old food traditions. They have all this UNESCO stuff. And everywhere you see UNESCO, uh, in my gut, I understand 
why UNESCO is doing what it's doing. It's trying to preserve a thing that they don't want to be removed for whatever reason. A lot of times it's around some old craft like kimono making would probably or silk making would be protected by UNESCO. Things like this. Um, there's all kinds of different ones. Point is, is they are all about getting into what you've been talking about where they're experimenting with the beehives. And one of the things is they realize the bees get cold and they get these, I forget what kind of wood it is, but they get a log that's hollowed out with really thick walls and they're doing all these different things. And I was looking at all the different productions of honey. One of the native Japanese bees is the lowest production of honey. I think it's like five or 10% of all honey production, but everybody's waking up to how important the bees were. And by the way, in looking at this, I understood that the European, I don't remember if it's the European or American bee, were actually introduced into Japan. And I think that's where more of their production comes, but I don't really recall. I would have to relook it up. But Jason, we're getting close. Anything you want to get in before we wrap up hour one of 302? Well, I'd just like to plant the seed for hour two that we're going to get into some things that we can't say in hour one as far as helping with some extreme illness situations, as Derek had mentioned before we got on the show today. Yeah, there's this whole thing, you know, and I just saw some pretty rude comments about us commenting about the censorship. People have no damn idea. It is one of the biggest problems in the world right now is censorship. And it's gotten to the point where banks are getting in on it. It's unreal. And what you got to realize is by the time I'm dead and I've weathered whatever nonsense comes my way, the next generation, if something doesn't change, is going to be completely limited to poppycock as information resources. This freaking matters. But the point I would make is anything to do with healthy products, healthy eating, it, it is coming under such attack. We can't even tell you. People like Clive, like Amanda Vollmer, that the state actually took her website, just took it. Here, this is ours now. And what's she doing? Selling organic products, basically. So we wanted to get into some healing ideas, but the problem is, is you really can't get away with being perceived as giving any kind of device. But anyhow, I'm, I'm just going to drop it right there. We'll get into these things in hour two. So that's hour one of episode 302 with Jason Lindgren and Derek Condit. To be perfectly clear so everyone understands, Derek Condit came to us the first time in episode 240 uh, when I had heard that he had basically found a way to prevent colony collapse disorder, and that was based around shungite. Now we're starting to get into the ideas of orgone, and on everything we've said, I don't know what you think, orgone's real. Whether or not we have enough people around who can master what's being created and how much, I I don't know about all that, but it's freaking real. And the first time I saw the cannon, every doubt I ever had left my mind. And the first time I clicked photography at night with a flash, you, you go do that. You'll see there's something there that can be recorded on film over and over and over. But anyhow, I'm digressing. Join us for hour two at crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And we'll open up a little bit more into hopefully some healthful ideas that people can benefit. So there it is, man. Cheers.
Belief is the enemy of knowing. Come.